The following program is created for informational purposes only and does not constitute as medical advice. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the host. If you think you may have a medical emergency, consult your doctor. This is where the healing begins. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic, where it's not only about neck and back pain, but a place for whole body wellness. Listen this hour as Dr. Leanne is here to share her wellness education to help you live a maximized life. For more information, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Here's Dr. Leanne. Good morning. Thanks for joining. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or you can always check us out online, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Today we are talking about Longevity genes. There are so oh, there so often that I hear like I'm just doomed because of my genes, and so one of the things I really want to address is the fact um, why your genes aren't your destiny, right? Just because your mom had it, just because your dad had it, doesn't mean that genetically you are going to get it right? And then the secondary component is that there are different genes that deal with uh, longevity and maximizing lifespan. So if you've not heard of AMPK, Sirtuins, mTOR, all of those aspects, we are going to be diving deeper down into figuring out what are they, right? Like I, I feel as if the average person, if I was to get a thousand people in front of me and say, raise your hand. How many of you, if you've heard of search wins, <laughs> the search win genes, they're going to say, uh, what? Because they're known as the longevity genes. And so, of course, if we're looking at um, a health and wellness standpoint, it's just figuring out how do we do our best to work with those genes, right? They always say and research time and time again, genes load the gun, lifestyle pulls the trigger, Mm. genes load the gun, lifestyle pulls the trigger. It's not my favorite analogy, but something has to turn on and off that gene expression, which is why someone can live their whole entire life with BRCA1 or BRCA2 and never get breast or ovarian cancer. Like, but why? But you have the gene. Well, nothing turned on that gene expression. So we're going to talk more specifically about what turns on and off those gene expressions. We'll dive down deeper into AMPK, search wins, and mTOR. But before that, let's talk about some news. Dr. Leanne's Health News. Some studies suggest that too much sugar can literally mess with the brain. Health News now, one of the world's most commonly prescribed medications. Maybe Today, the average American consumes 22 teaspoons of sugar Protesters a day. Protesters say they just should not be forced to get this shot, not by the government.
today we are talking about multivitamins. So the study is, study finds potential link between daily multivitamins and improved cognition in older adults. That's kind of interesting. So they say taking a daily multivitamin might be associated with improved brain function in older adults, a study says, and the benefits appear to be greater for those who have a history of cardiovascular disease. The findings did not surprise the research. Rather, they were shocked, said Laura Baker, an author of the study and professor of gerontology and geriatric medicine at Wake Forest University in North Carolina. She said... I have to use the word shocked. The researchers from the Wake Forest University School of Medicine in collaboration with Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston analyzed cognitive function in older adults who were assigned to take either a cocoa extract supplement containing flavonoids, a multivitamin, or a placebo every day for three years. No one, not even the researchers, knew who was assigned to which daily routine until results were revealed. P.S. By the way, that is called a double blind, right? They put a lot more warrant in double blind because then there's no bias. Doctors don't know. Patients don't know who has what. She said, we really believed that the cocoa extract was going to have some benefits for cognition based on prior reports of cardiovascular events. So we're waiting for that big reveal in our data analysis. And it was not cocoa extract that benefited cognition, but rather the multivitamin. We were excited about our findings have uncovered a new avenue for investigation for a simple, accessible, safe, inexpensive intervention that could have a potential to provide a layer of protection against cognitive decline. But she added that her and her team are not ready to recommend that older adults immediately add a daily multivitamin to their routine based on the results alone. <laughs> uh, might help your brain, but definitely we're not going to recommend it right now. Um, they're like, we need more research to confirm. It's too soon to make these recommendations. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so the findings. So the study included, uh, 2,262 people, 65 years of age and older who are enrolled between August of 16 and August of 17, and then followed for three years. The participants, 2017, 2016, 2017, the participants completed tests over the phone annually to evaluate their cognitive function. They were scored on recalling stories, showing verbal fluency and ordering digits, among other tests. The researchers analyzed function based on test scores among those who took cocoa extract daily compared with a placebo and among those who took a daily multivitamin compared with a placebo. The researchers found that three years of taking a multivitamin appeared to slow the cognition of aging by 1.8 years. It's crazy. Or 60% compared with a placebo. That's a big, that's a big number. Um, daily cocoa extract supplement for three years did not have an effect on cognitive function, the researchers wrote. Um the study also found that multivitamins were most beneficial for older adults who had a history of cardiovascular disease. She said, um, well, Dr. Keith Vossel, who's a professor of neurology, um, said it is well known that those with cardiovascular risk could have a lower level in their blood of vitamins and minerals. Weird. <laughs> I said that, not him. So supplementing those vitamins and minerals could improve cardiovascular health and by virtual virtue that improving cognitive health 
And we know that there's a strong connection between cardiovascular and brain health. So if we can really eliminate or really prevent chronic diseases, we could prevent dementia. He said roughly up to 40% of dementia could be prevented with just preventative measures throughout lifespan. This is one of the things we're going to talk about in terms of longevity genes uh, moving forward, but why it's so important. He said that the specific factor driving this link between a multivitamin and cognitive function are unclear and require more research, but Baker and her team think the findings must be connected to the way multivitamins can benefit people who might be lacking in micronutrients, vitamin C, vitamin E, magnesium, and zinc. With aging, the situation can get worse. A lot of older adults do not have adequate nutrition for a number of reasons. As we get older, we are more likely to have a medical condition that can compromise micronutrient sufficiency. Also, P.S. by the way, a lot of medications can cause vitamin deficiencies. Um, so overall, they're like, we need more research and they're excited to see what can happen. I think that's so encouraging because I also just read a research article that someone posted that said um, multivitamins and oxyradicals. It's published not too long ago. And it said that the ingestion of a single multivitamin tablet leads to hydroxyl radical production equivalent to the radiation dose of 53 GYs per H. I'm not sure exactly the breakdown. They said uh, is fairly standard chemo of radiation is a fairly standard chemotherapy dose. So um, (laughs) what I thought was interesting is that, you know, you're going to read articles everywhere. And I don't even wonder from this standpoint, When, for example, like if you look at any sort of vitamin that you have, multivitamin, B vitamins, one of the first things that you can look at to say, is this synthetic, is look at B12. It's one of the easiest things. And if your B12 says cyanocobalamin, right, cyanocobalamin, then what happens is cobalamin is what is B12. It is a derivative um, cyanocobalamin is a derivative of cyanide (laughs) and so what they do is from a molecular structure the synthetic puts a little um, cyanide molecule on it and they say oh my gosh but no big deal because it's in such little amounts that it doesn't really make a difference to your brain and um, of course I would massively beg to disagree about that because when we're looking at what you put in your body small like oh hey a small dose of this um will like a large dose will kill you but a small dose no big deal but here's what's really interesting is that when you look at something like cyanocobalamin versus methyl so methylcobalamin is what you want to see with cyanocobalamin, aluminum is present in the preparation of cyanocobalamin. So central nervous system and bone toxicity secondary to aluminum accumulation is possible for patient with renal impairment. So it's one where you're like, what, what the type and quality of vitamins? So, so oftentimes I see these studies that are like, oh my gosh, they're not good for you. And my first question is like, what, what's the type? What type are you taking? How clean is it? Is it more... Um, is it better in some aspects, worse in others? What's the cleanliness of it? So anyways, just getting back down to what you put in your body. But you know what would be the best if you just got all of that from your when your nutrition? 
You know, it makes me sad when they say, oh, these um, elderly people have a lack of access to nutrition because a lot of the elderly homes that they're in feed them crap. (laughs) Like, you know, it's not real food. It's so sad. But it's just getting back to what we can do on the proactive standpoint. So when we return, we are going to talk more about pathways of aging and how to best maximize your longevity and lifespan next. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Videos, tips, deals, and more. Find Greenwood Family Chiropractic on Instagram. Here's Dr. Leanne. Just keep moving on. Just keep pushing ahead. Yeah, the new has come. All the is dead. Just keep moving on. Keep your eyes on the prize. And that word in your heart. Yeah, it will be all right. We got that. We got that. We got that. Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or you could always check us out online, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Today, today we are talking about longevity in the genes that are responsible for it. Though that being said, I I oftentimes have people who listen, who have listened for a very long time to maximize your life. And they think, well, you know, it sounded good for that person, but it didn't work for me. And so that's what the average person thinks. So my job, you know, is a a leader in health in the community is to educate you on how that's not true. And so I wanted to share a patient who um, has been around at Greenwood Family Chiropractic for quite some time. And when we went through our 10 year anniversary recently, we, uh, he said, I would love to be a testimony on just the experience that I've had. And so this is one that very clearly, very simply, if you follow what we teach, this has the opportunity to be you as well. So I want to introduce you to Steve. Good morning. My name is Stephen Sewell. Been coming to Greenwood Family Chiropractic for 10 years now. Um, I think I was one of the early uh, practitioner uh, participants here. Um, I discovered uh, Dr. Leanne through a, a health fair at uh, St. Joan of Arc Catholic Church here in Indianapolis. Um, I'd been suffering from chronic back pain for since 1990. Um, had a had an injury, um, went through some rehabilitation. Then uh, was living a what I thought was a semi-normal life of somebody that had had a back injury. But it seemed like every time I did something wrong, turned the wrong way, stepped the wrong way, uh, lifted something I probably shouldn't have lifted, um, I would have some pretty debilitating back pain, um, nighttime, daytime, uh, shooting pains, uh, sciatic. Um, everything they talk about and my wife had always said look you've got to do something about that and I was certainly um, very much opposed to surgery um, and felt there had to be a better way and tried uh, physical therapy off and on 
would get short-term relief, uh, but no real long-term solution. Um, so I came to Dr. Leanne, um, and from the beginning it was obvious that this was something different. Um, and it wasn't just about what I'd always heard about chiropractors, uh, that this was a whole health family approach, learned about the five essentials, um, and really felt like I was joining a, a family, um, and that there was a real effort to, uh, to find out what was wrong and what could be done to, to provide a better quality of life. Um, within six months, a year, I, I couldn't tell you exactly when, uh, lower back pain was no longer part of my life. Um, and, you know, and also along the course of the way, I started losing weight, started feeling better, started feeling better about myself, um, and just the whole quality of life was coming around, and I suddenly started thinking about um, getting old didn't have to be a curse, um, and that I could still do the things that I wanted to do with my family, uh, with my children, my grandchildren, um, and that there was light at the end of the tunnel. Um, started definitely living a healthier lifestyle, um, and as life progresses over time, sure, other things come up. Um, I started developing arthritis. Uh, we worked through that. Um, a lot of different approaches. I did ultimately have to have a hip replacement, um, but I'm back at it better than ever um, and have continued to get healthier, not less healthy. Um, and that's physical as, as well as mental. Um, and one of the things that I, I always like to say, uh, you know, why would I keep doing this if I, if I feel better and, and I've, I've overcome all of these things and learned about the five essentials and how to take care of my body, why would I even keep coming back? Well, I can say, and, and I've said this, I've shared this more than once, I always walk out of Greenwood Family Chiropractic feeling better than I came in. That's mental as well as physical. Uh, I can be having the worst day ever, uh, things going wrong everywhere, and I still walk out with a spring in my step, and that's why I keep coming back and have every intention of being a loyal, uh, loyal person of, of voice of what family chiropractic is all about. So if you want to know more about how to start the process of changing your life, give us a call. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853. GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. That's GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter. So why your genes aren't your destiny? I always think it's interesting when we say, you know, it's just, and, and our um, kind of our quote unquote healthcare system, our sick care model has really honed us in on this, right? Because the first thing that we do when we ever see a doctor is what's your family history, right? Like, what does your mom have? What does your dad have? Maternal grandparents, paternal grandparents, who's still alive? Siblings, right? Like all of these things. And so then they're like, oh, so we know what you're probably going to get, right? <laughs> hmm. But oddly enough, and you think about the disease process and how prevalent so many of these, you know, disease, degenerative diseases, um, have been prevalent over the last, you know, several decades. And you're like, well, where were they back then? Some people would say, well, we just didn't have the ability to find it. No, that's not, that's not true. That is actually not true. Really, 
that's not true. And two, our genetic sequencing, our genetic makeup in the last several hundreds into thousands of years have changed to like 0.01%. That's how much our genetics have changed. But other things have changed, right? Because if you look at 200 years ago, how many McDonald's or fast food or KFC or um, Taco Bell were on every single corner? Or how how many like lean cuisines or Stouffer stuffers or reg- like whatever they're called, Uncrustables were around back then. And you're like, no, if you did like a peanut butter and jelly, it was likely because you made your own bread. It was likely because you ground your own peanut. So there was no soybean oil. There was no extra sugar. There was, you know, no high fructose corn syrup and chemical dyes in your jelly. It was like, you know what jelly was? It was fruit and like a little bit of what gelatin that they put in there. It's just it's like it's very simple. And that's not what we have anymore. And so... What's interesting is that Dr. Christopher Wilde in 2005 started talking about the exposome in terms of a concept. And it was really that the exposome has been broken down into a couple different categories. Specific external environment, right? It includes diet, physical exercise, water, uh, consumer and personal care products, right? Like how did we wash our hair 300 years ago and you're like not something that smelled like herbal essence (laughs) a lot of brand bashing today but I can't think of anything that you know they didn't have all of these like the soaps and the you know the lotions and the all the things uh it also includes our environment at the earliest stages of our life including our mother and our father the, the health at time of conception and gestation Um, The method we have of birth, whether or not we were breastfed, um, early life bond with mom, other physiological influences, general, so that's one, specific external environment, general external environment, urban versus rural, traffic, economy, social, physiological influences, including social status, education, financial status, stress, and then internal, right? This includes factors such as your metabolism, your microbiome inflammation, hormones, oxidative stress. And so again, this is where it runs back to kind of that saying of genes load the gun, but lifestyle pulls the trigger. Right? And so what he's saying is this exosome is that you're set up with these genes, but not all the genes are expressed. And so that's kind of where we're like, hey, one, we want to make choices that make it so that the genes, you know, and the the easy one for me to go to, because, you know, obviously our genetic makeup is huge and vast. But one that I feel like everyone knows about because of like celebrities and what they test now in kind of our sick care model is um, BRCA1 and BRCA2, right? Because that's an indication of breast cancer. So if you test positive, then they say you should have a mastectomy, a total hysterectomy, all of these things, right? Take out the organs and you won't get cancer, which side note, that is 100% not how cancer happens, which is why you can have a mastectomy and still get breast cancer. Your likelihood is less, right? I agree. But when you look at the actual, the way that cancer works, like the metabolic theory of cancer, you can cut out the organ system, but that's just, that's not going to get rid of the cancer. Uh, But anyways, I digress. So we talk more about like, but 
But then we know there's also these that genes that come with maximizing longevity and lifespan. And so when we talk about, you know, we always kind of fear aging, but I think we fear aging because when we don't take care of our body, aging becomes painful, right? Whether it be in joints, whether it be in loss of health, whether it be from chemical processes, chemicals that we put in our body to try to manage these disease processes, right? We see aging as this like terribly painful thing. And that's why I personally feel like we fear aging. Uh, But aging is inevitable. It's unstoppable. And it's a natural cycle. Um, But of course, when you I've shared this before too of two individuals around the same age one of them uh in their she was like in her mid 80s um was out gardening and just collapsed and died like person next to her said it was like God came down and scooped up her spirit and left her body and I knew another um distant family member who was in his mid 70s and had pancreatic cancer and um just horrible defecating on himself urinating on himself incredible amount of pain just like a hellacious horrible death and you're like well if I can do things in my life that allow me to have God just scoop up my body that's what I'm gonna do and so that's kind of where you look at these pathways AMPK sirtuin and mTOR So let's break down AMPK first. So AMPK actually stands for AMP activated protein kinase. Its design is to help the cell to restore energy. So what it is, is it's an enzyme that regulates energy metabolism. It helps uh, increase fat burning, helps lower your blood sugar, blocks fat and cholesterol synthesis, So AMPK is one of the ways to increase longevity because it can actually increase the number of new and healthy mitochondria. (laughs) You remember back to biology 101, mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, right? It's like what creates energy. And so AMPK is one of the things that actually allows for new and healthy mitochondria. So um, what's interesting is once it's like through its activation, once it's activated, and yes, we will talk about how you activate these genes. Uh, Once it's activated, it helps support autophagy, which is your body's ability to go and clean up kind of dirty debris cells. One specific way is like protein. And why you would care ever about protein buildup is it's not just in the body, but it also can be in the brain. And so you look at mechanisms like Alzheimer's, that's beta amyloid protein buildup. So when we have these kind of um, negligent protein cells that we want to get rid of, autophagy is the process that does that. AMPK is an enzyme that helps with that. And it also helps put chronic inflammation aside. So AMPK is activated by increasing levels of AMP and decreasing levels of ATP. Um When AMPK is activated, cells do not make or store fat, but rather they burn fat for energy. Like, listen, who wants to burn fat for energy? Answer, I do. (laughs) Um, So AMPK. What's interesting um, about AMPK and then another gene known as the longevity gene is the sirtuin gene. So when we talk about the sirtuin gene, 
There are proteins that affect the quality of health and life. In humans, the most important are sirtuin 1 and sirtuin 3 because it's determined that we can influence on we can have an influence on them through diet and exercise. So sirtuin 1 affects fat cells by accelerating fat metabolism, preventing their storage, and preventing them into further energy consumption according to the body's needs. Uh, it also affects muscle fibers and mimics the effects of muscle exercise. Sirtuin 3 is located in the mitochondria, biology 101. Mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Sirtuin <laughs> uh, 3, located in the mitochondria, where it stimulates and maintains mitochondrial function. So um, we're kind of going to break down, like when we talk about sirtuins and AMPK, those are ones that we want to increase. Um, and with those specifically, we're going to talk about polyphenols. I, um, doing a deep dive into this, it was very interesting. I love doing this show one, because I get to teach, but two, I get to learn. Um, but there's something called xenohormesis, xenohormesis. And so this is a process with polyphenols that I want to talk about in terms of kind of, uh, activation of these search one, one and two. Uh, now we look at mTOR. What is mTOR? So mTOR stands for mammalian target of rapamycin. So it plays a role in human growth. It regulates proliferation, growth, uh, survival, stimulates growth factor, nutrients. Um, what's kind of interesting about mTOR is uh, from an activation standpoint, uh we, we kind of want to monitor it. So what turns on mTOR? Uh, we want to get rid of mTOR is a major growth regulator and controls anabolic and catabolic processes in response to nutrients. So a balance of mTOR is required. So think good for muscle cells, but bad for controlling cancer growth. It's a little bit confusing. I, I can't dive down too deep into it because I obviously don't have a ton of time. Um, but those are ones with balance of having it be on and off. So that's what we're going to talk about next. What turns on these genes? What turns off these genes? How do we find balance in terms of increasing our longevity? We'll talk about it next. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic. For more information and to schedule an appointment, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853. Or check us out online. GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Today, we are talking about longevity genes. 
AMPK, also known as uh, 5-adenosine monophosphate activated protein kinase, we say AMPK, the sirtuin genes, which are known as your longevity genes, as well as mTOR, which is short for mammalian target of rapamycin. Sounds super boring. That's why we say the short ones. And it is so much easier. Um, here's what's, so here's what's kind of interesting, right? When we talk about these genes, a lot of them have to do with things that you can actually do. You can actually do these things. It's wonderful. So when you're like, well, what control do I have over this? And you're like, answer everything. Uh, here's what's really interesting because um, I have done a lot of research more recently about um, IV vitamin therapy, which, by the way, um, we'll see what comes out about that. But I might have something special in store. I don't know what I have up my sleeve quite yet. Um but all of these places have NAD+, 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 and usually vitamin therapy, IV-wise, right? And let's get back to like the best vitamins you can get are um, from what you eat. But typically, I see people who are in such, such deficient states that at least it kind of bumps it up. And candidly, I do it often um, just because of the health benefits of them. Anyways, uh, NAD+. So NAD plus uh, is, um, it's a molecule that we need for sirtuins, right? And again, sirtuins are the longevity gene. Um, NAD is like fuel for them. So when we talk about NAD plus and how to naturally increase that. So if you're not an individual who necessarily knows about NAD, which is, um, what helps with that uh, one is caloric restriction we'll talk a little bit about intermittent fasting and fasting overall regular exercise so when you look at how important exercise is it's literally one of the things that turns on and increases an 80 plus drinking less alcohol uh, another one is uh, b vitamins b3 is one that's really great um, diet exercise, vegetables, broccoli, cucumber seed, cucumber peel, um, cabbage, avocado, tomatoes, mushrooms, raw beef, shrimp. Just just interesting. Um, now that's one of the things, right? Now when we talk about kind of what they do and how to turn it on and off. So mTORM, we t- talked about how it needs to be a balance. So one of the things that turns mTOR on is overnutrition, right? Like we eat a big breakfast, right? Like things that have a big effect on our blood sugar. We have toast or a bagel or a Pop-Tart or a waffle or whatever, right? Um, That elevates our, add that with a cup of orange juice or a, right? Like all of these new fall coffees that are coming out where I'm just looking at one of the um, pumpkin cold brews from Starbucks has 40 grams of sugar. That's 10 packets, over 10 packets of sugar. Um, being significantly overweight or unfit, elevated blood sugar, persistently elevated insulin, and certain amino acids. So certain amino acids can turn on mTOR. Remember, we want to balance, so we don't necessarily want those turned on all the time. Those amino acids are 
leucine, isoleucine, and valine, right? So the question would be what, what protein breaks down to those amino acids and how do we lessen them? And what I found a lot of is it's one of the reasons why we stay away from soybeans. It is one of the highest soybeans, different legumes, um, often like times dairy, which is why we do moderate to minimal dairy. Another one too is a Romano cheese. <laughs> it's like one of the, the highest foods, soybeans and Romano cheese. So those are easy ones to kind of stay away from or just candidly do in moderation. Um, now what happens when we turn mTOR off? So when you turn on sirtuins 1 and AMPK, you work on turning off mTOR. So what are the benefits of turning off mTOR? You turn on autophagy. Autophagy helps protect cellular health, eliminates damaged proteins we talked about, recycles um, useful metabolic components, maintains and repairs mitochondria. Um, how? Okay, so let's talk. Let's talk about this. How do you turn on and empower these genes, these longevity genes? Like how? How could you do? What could you do? Timed eating, time restricted eating, which would be like intermittent fasting. It's one I just finished up here recently, a uh, 84-hour fast. It was about three and a half days. And that's really where, from an immune system standpoint, you see the biggest is after three days. Now, this is one where maybe not three and a half or four days is for everyone. Here's what I will tell you, though, is that you can start out with a timed window, Right. Start off with the I'm going to skip breakfast. So if you eat dinner at seven o'clock, right, people say five. And I'm like, who are you people eating dinner at five o'clock? I'm not those people. Maybe you are. But let's say you eat dinner at seven. Right. You eat dinner at seven. You skip breakfast. You eat lunch at noon. So that is 17 hour fast window. Right. 17, 18. I'm so bad with general math. It doesn't matter. Right. So that's like a 17 hour fast window, 18 hour fast window. And that's great. And you start there and you say there's also an option of intermittent fasting that you can do one meal a day. So leading up to my three and a half day fast, I did two days um, of um, one meal a day, which I just did as dinner. The next couple of days I did leaning up, I did where I didn't eat breakfast. I just had lunch and dinner. So I decreased that window. And what happens is it kind of trains your liver um, with the process of gluconeogenesis. And so it's, it lets your body kind of utilize fat, monitor sugar that way where you don't feel like these big drops when it comes to your, because that's really why you feel bad. People think that they feel bad because of the fasting. People feel bad because they've gone through these massive, massive, um, insulin spikes. We eat breakfast again, toast spikes it, orange juice spikes it, any sort of sugary thing spikes it. And then we get to lunch. And then, you know, I even look at now with like, we pack lunch for, um, my oldest who just started in school because school lunches are unfortunately not the most health conscious lunches. Um, so, <laughs> and then for dinner, it's like, well, what do we have for dinner? And you're like, also oh, very questionable at best, right? We go out to eat, we throw these things. And so we've come to the point where we're just like, 
goodness, we're just in this constant insulin spike and down and spike and down. And so when we train our liver to like be able to manage that a little bit more, you don't go through these spikes. Honestly, I did a three and a half day water fast and it was one of the easiest ones. So it's just uh, overall, right? So intermittent fasting, if you haven't done it, the thing that I I enjoy, I think the most about it is there's not necessarily a wrong way of doing it. There's not necessarily a wrong way of doing it. Like, for example, I did one meal a day for two days. I did, um, I don't know, probably like 18-ish hours for a couple days. I think the day before, I just usually don't eat breakfast. Um, But it's one where I I didn't necessarily do a lot of things to work up to the three and a half day fast. So that being said, the things I did do make it a little bit easier. And your body kind of acclimates to that a little bit more. And so when you talk about the process of autophagy and what that does, oh, it's the best. Um, one of the other benefits of turning on Sirtuin 1 and AMPK is that it's the key of turning on your me- metabolic processes. So beta oxidation for fat burning, um, ketogenesis, gluconeogenesis, which we talked about production of glucose from amino acids, production that happens in the liver. So all of these organ systems are functioning so much better. So um, gene activation. So one of those is fasting. So some call it like caloric restriction. I don't know. When it calls it like timer restricted eating or caloric restriction, I mean, that is kind of what you're doing. But it's a fast. Like we're not really meant. The days of when it's like breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And you're like, yes, Um, that was what we believed to be true, you know, 10, 15 years ago, but we're talking about search one, one AMPK for longevity. These genes are activated in a lower energy environment and they're deactivated when energy intake levels are higher. It's one that when there's an energy deficit, it actually creates them to work harder. Physical activity. I mean, it is one that when you move around and you exercise, your body's burning calories and subsequently it creates an energy deficit. Energy deficit, again, turns on sirtuin 1 and AMPK. Uh, more of the Mediterranean style diet. Um, I know that there's kind of takes when they're talking about here or there. The one thing that I would tell you is polyphenols are huge for this. And the polyphenol we know the most is resveratrol, right? It got tons of good wraps with red wine and all of those, um, which is great. I am a personally very large fan of red wine. Here's what I learned through this process too that was very interesting is that um, through the process of what we call xenohormesis, so xenohormesis is kind of the thought process that when there is stress to a plant, it can actually have a longevity increasing benefit to that plant. It actually increases the polyphenols. So damage to plants, it's kind of one where the like plant has to go through a generation. And so it's just a biological principle now that explained how stressed plants actually produce bioactive compounds that um, because of stress resistance, survival benefits, um, again, it increases the level of polyphenols. I learned more recently that um, the grapes that they use for Pinot Noir are one of the more stressed grapes. So that is why Pinot Noir has one of the highest resveratrol concentration in all of red wine. 
I didn't know that. I found it was very, very interesting. And so when we're talking about polyphenols, it's like, where does it come from? And apples, blackberries, black tea, blueberries, broccoli, cherries, cherry tomatoes, coffee. Sadly enough, the number one source of phenols for the average American comes from coffee. Cranberries, dark chocolate, green tea, oranges, peaches, plums, raspberries, grapes, onions, spinach, strawberries, right? Like real food, food that like... (laughs) It's so like, how do you get foods with more polyphenols is like, if you go to that's why organic organic often has more polyphenols, because it's more stress because it's got to do more because it doesn't have all the chemicals to protect itself. Um, Local farmers markets, these are ones where the kind of stress that comes with it, again, that biological principle of xenohormesis, it's one that um, the more polyphenols that you get in there, that's one where, again, kind of everyone knows when we talk about those health benefits, they're like, well, is there something, you know, because supplements are easy, right? Alpha lipoic acid, but you know where you get those? Alpha lipoic acid is in grass-fed red meat, especially organ meat or vegetables like broccoli and spinach. Um, Curcumin, that's another one where people are like, oh my gosh, we know about curcumin and inflammation. Um, It's anti-cancer herbal formulas because of it interrupts cancer growth. Like that's really great. When you talk about NAD+, we talked a little bit more about that. Quercetin, resveratrol, obviously red wine, um, fish oil, like all of these anti-aging things. It's like, what if you could get that? So what, what does it come down to? So if there's some action steps or takeaway, one, um, manage your sugar intake, right? So look at if you're going to do sugar, do it at the end of a meal, because at least the hopes is that you get fiber and fat and protein. So it at least slows the insulin spike that you might have. Um, get out and exercise, whatever that might be. It might be getting back into a CrossFit gym. It might be just getting out and walking. If winter's coming, you can go around the mall and do a walk around the mall. Um, making sure that you get polyphenols, fruits and vegetables, and then doing intermittent fasting. These are the ways for AMPK, sirtuins, and decreasing mTOR in terms of maximizing longevity and lifespan so hopefully you learned something integrated into your life more questions don't hesitate to reach out 317-893-2853 317-893-2853 or check us out online greenwood family chiropractic.com that is greenwood family chiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation thanks for tuning in look forward to next week always remember that your power is on you